from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis Butko. Dominic Davis has thrown two passes this year. He's completed them both. Eight seconds to go. Montreal down by seven. They're on the Hamilton 21. Davis hasn't thrown a pass tonight. He throws one here. It's intercepted. Tiger Cats intercepted. And it's Cam Kelly who gets the interception. And that will end the game. Well, what a finish that was. Wow. Wow. RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker with the call as heard right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Louis Butko, happy Friday. Thanks for joining us as the Ticats pick up their second win of the season, defeating the Montreal Alouettes at home last night. 24-17, improved to 2-5 and five on the season. And, yeah, even at 2-5, and five, move into a tie for second place and the right to host a home playoff game. Yeah, lots of season to get to, but still nice to be back in a playoff spot, especially with four of the next five games against the team ahead of you, the Toronto Argonauts. They take on the Red Blacks on Sunday, so we'll see how that plays out. And, of course, we'll get you set for that game all next week here on Cats today. But lots to get into in last night's game. Uh, we'll have RJ Broadhead join us right here on the show. Uh, fresh off the call last night, we'll get his thoughts on the uh, Cats win. Uh, we'll hear from Coach O. We'll hear from Dane Evans. We'll hear from Matthew Schiltz. And we'll hear from Cam Kelly as well. As yes, maybe it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but the Hamilton Tiger Cats do pick up the victory and improve to two and five on the season. Just running through some of the key stats, Dane Evans efficient, didn't throw an interception, and for how many interceptions he threw through the first four games, which was eight, he threw two a game through the first four games. That's not good enough. He knew it wasn't good enough. He fumbled it a couple of times too, but he has really cleaned up his game. And it has been looking real sharp. Yes, just 13 of 18. Matthew Schiltz was in there a lot. I don't know what they're doing with this quarterback package thing, but it's working. I mean, it worked last night. Uh, Matthew Schiltz, the leading rusher for the Ticats. Obviously, you don't want your quarterback to be the leading rusher like Dane Evans was on the season going into last night's game. Uh, But Matthew Schiltz, 42 yards. He was also 7 of 10 for 44 yards through the air. Stephen Dunbar, his CFL leading fifth reception, uh, touchdown reception of the season to go along with 102 yards. Again, Dane finding guys all over the field. Keandre Smith having a catch. Tim White, a bit of a quieter game from him. Just two catches for 15 yards. Braylon Addison coming up big on rushing and on uh, 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 through the air. So yeah, the Ticats come up big and we haven't even talked about the defense. While Micah Johnson getting his first sack as a tie cat, and he liked it so much, he got another. Julian House there, his team leading a fifth sack. Dylan Wynn getting in on the party, so the tie cats having five sacks last night. Uh, you had Cam Kelly's interception at the end. You had Richard Leonard's forced fumble. I mean, it was a great team effort. Uh, Mike Domagala's tackles on special teams. Uh, it was a great team effort for the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats as they pick up the win. And for more on last night's game, let's hear from the head coach and president of football ops here is Orlando Steinauer as he spoke. After the win, pressure on the quarterback uh, always helps, and I thought they they got off the ball well, and you know made them uncomfortable uh, a few times in there early, and especially when we were working when they were working um, with the wind, which which helps, and so you know that's always going to be a factor in the games here, and 
Yeah, I think it was pretty consistent for the most part, even though, you know, you don't have to always get them on the ground. You know, sometimes being close counts. We'll, we'll look at everything, Steve. I think right now the difference is we found a way to win when we haven't, hadn't found a way, you know, up to this point. And so uh, very often, obviously. That's it. So, you know, we're not look, we're looking to everything. But, you know, we're actually getting some critical first downs. Uh, we're running the ball a little bit. You know, we're playing a little bit better complementary football. And we haven't arrived, but uh, we're growing and we're, you know, we're, we're building. Well, you hope so, for sure. You should, you know, I think everybody should be happy. We should always be happy with a win. I think the difference is, is we shouldn't be satisfied. And I think there's a, a big difference. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather coach off of what some may label, a, you know, an ugly or a non-pretty win, whatever you want to say. That's Those are always better to coach off of. The, the key is to win. And, you know, and it's, it's an Eastern Division game and we're at home and, and uh, so, yeah, I, I hope there'll be a little, bit of, a little bit of momentum that would build here. Yeah, I think the game's just slowed down for him a little bit. I think he's confident. Uh, him and Roll have a great relationship. You know, and him and Simone uh, have a great relationship. And I just mean on the field. So, yeah, I just think it's – and it's also on the athlete to want to get better, you know, and take hard coaching and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know – you can't make the plays for the players, so credit him for making the plays. Yeah, we we knew that Matt was going to play some tonight, and that was uh, a plan going in. You know, where we sprinkle it in is, is always ongoing. Uh, sometimes things keep rolling. Sometimes um, it's the plays that we want to run in that area of the field. Um, but, yeah, we knew, but it's, it wasn't like cookie-cutter scripted that, hey, you're in play 12. That is Orlando Steinauer, and as a reminder, full scrum is available at tightcats.ca. Uh, let's hear from QB1. Here's Dane Evans. Here's what he had to say after the win. No, hey, but you know what? Um, we won. So, like we said earlier in the week, four-point swing against the East, two for us, two not for them. Um, win's a win. It's a lot easier to coach off of wins. So, No, yeah, I mean, game's really not ever away in the CFL, right, with the last three minutes and all that. But, yeah, we were rolling a little bit. Um, Honestly, I feel like that's how we can play all the time, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing was, it's going to sound so stupid, but just nobody was thinking. We were just all out there playing, reacting, doing what we do, doing what we did all week in practice and just when did it in the game, you know. And that's what I've been trying to tell you. I was like, there's no, like, magic speech. You just got to go do it. And we do it all the time in practice, and we finally went and did it in the third quarter. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. It might just be too soon and all, but... Um, like I said, I feel like when we're rolling, we should score every time. And I know everybody thinks that, but I, I, I honestly do think that. I think we're a really balanced team, which is hard to defend. And um, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. Right, yeah. No, BA has a big catch radius. Like I said, he's, he's one of my favorite people I've ever met in my life. Um, fantastic football player. And uh, yeah, I'm, if there's a chance to get it to him, it's probably going his way. Oh, shit. Hell yeah, let's go. I haven't done that since like high school. So um, yeah, that's uh, probably not ideal, but um, we won, like I said. So yeah, I guess, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know me, I can scoot a little bit, but I'm not like crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. We won. And like I said, we're balanced, right? So we let Braylon run the ball. We let Tim run the ball. We let everybody run the ball. Yeah, um, just first of all, securing the ball 
if I do get sacked, right? Like I know the O-line's busting their ass, but sometimes it happens, right? Um, secured the ball and felt that I was free. And then Keandre did a great job. I believe that's the one you're talking about. Um, Keandre did a great job coming back and, and finding me. And then he had a big run after the catch. So yeah, that, that one did feel good. Y'all guys know me. I, I don't care. Um, if we win, I think Matt is a fantastic quarterback just as well. And this is a team sport, right? It's the ultimate team game. So if there's a way to get him on the field, like we've been doing with two quarterbacks the last couple of weeks or just letting him go, I don't care. I'll sit there and signal in everything for him. And if we, we when we win the game, I'm the happiest guy ever. I've been been telling people for years, Dom's a dog, man. I mean, I think he had three tackles tonight, which ideally you probably don't want your punter to have any tackles. But um, I think his last tackle was probably his biggest one, right? It, it for sure saved an explosive, explosive return, potentially a touchdown. And uh, I think that's just what you get with Dom. Um, you know he's going to be a hard worker, and he's going to put it where he should. And like like I said, he's going to make the play when it when it comes up. From QB1 Dane Evans right to QB2, Matthew Schiltz spoke to the media. He had a, a, a decent game himself, 7 of 10 for 44 yards through the air. Also added 42 yards, including a big 30-yard rush. Here's what he said after the game. Definitely. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's getting a big win against a, a Eastern Division opponent and protecting the logo at home. Uh, anytime we play in front of the home, uh, the home crowd here, really want to get a win. So that was that was huge tonight for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that's a big thing that we've been stressing the last couple of weeks is finishing and coming out of halftime with, you know, purpose. Um, and I felt like we did that. Obviously, there's always going to be things to clean up, but uh, it's definitely something that we're growing towards the right direction. And uh, I was just really proud of the way the guys fought all night. Um, they really dug deep there in the fourth, especially the defense coming up big. So all around team win, special teams was was great too. So really proud of the guys. <clears throat> Uh, I don't. I, I'm just trying to stay ready, you know, whenever my number's called. Um, that's something I've always, you know, taken pride in, especially being a backup. And uh, you never know when your opportunity is going to come, whether it's a few plays here and there or, God forbid, something happens to the starter where you have to go in and play the full game. So I just try and stay ready for whenever my number is called and do whatever I can to help the team. Yeah, I'm, I, again, I, I hate to uh, go back to the same thing, but, again, it's just going in whenever your number is called and, and being ready. Um, try and give a spark here and there and, and keep the guys going. So, yeah, just uh, years of experience, I guess, um, being in that position and just staying locked in on the sideline, getting the calls, going through my reads even from the sideline um, and communicating with the guys on the sideline, personnel groupings, all that stuff. It, it's just little things that, you know, you can do on the sideline to not only help the guys on the field, but help the guys on the sideline and kind of make it smooth, uh, smooth operation. Oh, I mean, Dane, I can't say enough good things about Dane. And we go back uh, a few years because we've been training together down in Texas a bit. So our, our relationship has, has been more than just this, you know, off season and into this season training camp and first how many of our games we've, we've had. Um, and we're communicating all week, you know, we're in there watching film where we're talking about how we see things, how we see things differently. And we have really good conversations, uh, you know, in the film room and even out on the field and we keep each other accountable. So um, that relationship is just incredible. And Dane is just a heck of a guy. I can't say enough good things. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not going to guess or, you know, put any words in anybody's mouth. But, um, you know, when they presented the opportunity for me to come here, I mean, it's a great organization, and um, you know I've been able to see what they've done from afar. Obviously, on the other side in Montreal, but uh, I, I know it's a first-class organization. The guys that um, you know, the front office and Coach O bring into this locker room, 
what kind of people they are first before they're football players. And um, it's something that we really connected on. So um, any way I could just kind of fit into the culture here and, and do whatever I can just to, to help the team. That's what I wanted to do. That is Matthew Schiltz speaking to the media after the game. And uh, one more piece of sound post-game. Let's hear from Cam Kelly. He did that bat, big, big interception at the goal line to close out the game. Here's what he said afterwards. Uh, Montreal, they're a great team. You know, we'll see them again uh, soon. We just want to do whatever we can do to, to win and keep winning. I mean, it just felt like a football game, you know. Those big moments come, and, you know, I know everybody on our defense feels like they can make the play and they want to make the play. So, uh, you know, we just we just want to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, CB had a, a great game. I'm glad we got him back, you know, making a bunch of plays. Um, you know, our DBs, we're we're flying around. Our linebackers are getting great drops and, you know, blitzing good. And our D-line is getting a lot of pressure. You know, everything got to work as one. You know, the DBs can't do anything unless we're getting pressure. And, you know, it's hard to get pressure unless we're playing uh, lockdown defense in the back. It makes it easier, you know, when those guys... Yeah, I mean, when those guys are up front eating and they started, you know, from the beginning and, you know, you get it in the opposing quarterback's mind that, you know, we're going to be trying to get pressure all night, you know, it helps us out because it slows down his reads down the field, hopefully. Um, you know, I was just back in position, uh, said a little prayer before the play, hoping God will bless me and, uh, since I dropped, you know, the one, two plays before that. And then, um, you know, I just seen the ball in the air and I just wanted to go make my play. And for more on last night's game, very pleased to be joined by the man who called it right here on the Ticats Audio Network alongside Luke Tasker. He's RJ Broadhead. And uh, RJ, I, I love playing the clips of the last play of the game. A, because it always comes down to the last play. And B, you always get the same reaction out of Luke Tasker. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has had a lot of wows at the at the end of the game. This was a positive one. But hey, it's it's the entertainment business. When it was... 24-6 for the Tiger Cats with just over six minutes to go in the game. You know, it was boring, right? Like, the, the lead was too good. So let's make it close. Let's make it exciting. But I, I think all of us uh, that are uh, hoping the Tiger Cats get a victory would, would like an easy one, would, would like a nice relaxing victory here at some point this season. Two victories, so hopefully more to come. But it would be nice to have one where you kind of know it's – it's going to happen. Yeah, 24-6, it looked like the game had the potential to do that. And I saw some people going after Dane on, uh, on, on Twitter after the game, and that's probably why you should avoid Twitter at all times, but especially after a game. <laughs> Even after a win, you know, people like to get negative. But uh, I thought he was effective. And there's a lot of plays in that game where, you know, Stephen Dunbar doesn't make that fumble. Does the game open up a little bit? And that's why this Ticats team has always been talking about Hey, there's that one play that seems to bite us in the butt. This time it didn't. Yeah, so let's start with Dane Evans. Uh, he was very good. It was an interesting offensive concept where all three quarterbacks got action. Congratulations to Jamie Newman on his first CFL touchdown. Matt Schiltz, you kind of had a feeling he'd be more involved in the offense against his former club, Montreal, and he was the leading rusher with 42 yards. Dane Evans did not throw an interception for the second time this season, and he had his second-best quarterback efficiency percentage. So when he was on the field, he was effective. And you're right about the, the play that Stephen Dunbar fumbled. You can't blame him for that fumble. That was a hard hit from Mike Jones. But you're right. They, they would have got another score, three at the very least, but 
it flipped the game, and Montreal got eight points off of that turnover. Their only touchdown, they got the two-point conversion, and that really put them back in the game. So that criticism, I think, is a is a little bit unfair. I think it's just impatient fans. They, they want to see consistent offense. They want to see the offense be like the defense. Like, really, the defense was amazing. I was driving home after that game thinking – that is is one of the best defensive performances I've seen from the Tiger Cats in these last two seasons, and they've had some good ones, so that's saying a lot. And we've talked about their secondary. I mean, we talked about their secondary going into the season. You bring in a guy, a two-time Great Cup champion like Alden Darby, and you're like, okay, you bring back Richard Leonard, and then... You know, for six games, we're, we're still talking about how good the secondary is. And then Kirill C- Brooks comes back and you're like, oh, oh, wow. I, I forgot they could be that good. Yeah. And his timing, you know, the great players always seem to have the, the timing at the right moments. Those knockdowns, two in a row on Eugene Lewis when it looked like Montreal was threatening to score again. He wound up with four knockdowns, and you never know how a player, this is the seventh game of the season. Everybody's been playing, and and Kariel Brooks has been on the sidelines with an injury, but it looked like he had not missed a beat. There were 11 knockdowns by the Tiger Cats in the game. Every starter in the secondary had at least one. Siante Evans had four to lead the team. So those 11 knockdowns, to put that into perspective, the most... The Tiger Cats had in the game previously this season was four. So so they were on those Trevor Harris passes and knocking them down. And then, of course, Cam Kelly got his team-leading third interception. And that was timely as well because they were, they were right there, very close, eight-yard line. And they needed that interception. So that ended the game. And, and it all ended well for the Tiger Cats. Yeah, and coach, coach has said that. Dane has said that. Players have said that. They need that. Dane, I love how Dane phrases it. We just got to do it. And he always emphasizes do it. Like now that we've (laughs) done it, now we got to go out there and do it. So they've done it and that's win the game in the fourth quarter. Again, they, they haven't done it twice. They've done it twice. What's been the difference? RJ, you've seen every game. You've seen every minute. What's the difference? Yeah. Well, actually they, they did lose the fourth quarter. They won the third quarter for the first time this season. And another fourth quarter turnover turns into into points. So that's uh, you know they're they're now up to I think it's fifty three points off of turnovers allowed in the fourth oh. quarter. So it it's it's still not perfect. Yeah. But to me to me it was the defense. The defense really really stepped up and almost put the game on their shoulders. And when Montreal had a lot of opportunities, they either held them to three, especially early in the game or were able to prevent them from getting a touchdown late in the game. And, and was, was the Stavros Katsantonis hit on Trevor Harris for the Tiger Cats? Did it turn into a, a good penalty? Like, you don't want to see anyone, anyone hurt, but no. Trevor Harris leaving the game, yeah. and Dominic Davis, who's thrown two passes all season, Coming into that, and then, it, you know, fourth quarter, eight seconds to go, or whatever it was, it was last play of the game, one play, and he comes in, you know he wasn't warming up on the sidelines, so it, uh, yeah, you know, it kind of worked out, and, and Cam Kelly made the great interception. Trevor and Harris it, there, who knows what would have happened. And, 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 I mean, there's precedent, right? I mean, first game of the season, it was in Winnipeg where the MOP was pulled from the game, not the last play of the game for sure. 
Um, right. And again, you know, Stavros Katsantonis is probably going to hear it this week, um, either from maybe a CFL fine department or at least in the meeting rooms, because you can't be taking that penalty in the fourth quarter. And you mentioned it being outscored 11, nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's a long week for the Ticats, but the Argos are up next. How do you feel <laughs> like they're going to approach this week with a huge game against the Argos next Saturday? Well, it'll be, I think the Argos play Ottawa on Sunday. So that, uh, that will be a, a, a huge game, but um, Hey, Tiger Cats needed this victory. That'll give them a little bit of momentum. It, this is the season we've talked about it, Louis, since probably game one or two of the season that when these middle six games come up, the Tiger Cats have to raise their level. They have to be playing great football and they have to get the victories. I was on Luke Tasker on Ticats this week to say it was a must win against Montreal. He wouldn't bite because technically he's right. If they lost, it's not the end of the season, but they would have needed help from other teams. So this was a, a huge victory. You want to finish in the top two. Now they don't have to think about second place. They've got four of the next five games against the Argos. So first place in the East Division will come down to those those four games. Both have a mutual respect, I think, for uh, for Mike Domagala. We were talking about it before we uh, came on here. Uh, he came up huge in that game, some big punts. And again, you outkick a future Hall of Famer, Canadian Football Hall of Famer. John Ryan's got to get in for his uh, NFL success, uh, you have to think. You outkick yeah. him, you, you better make plays like that. And, and Mike <laughs> Domagala had himself a heck of a game. Did he ever? And you're right. We were both big fans of Michael Damagala, and he does whatever the team asks. And I see him as, you know, down the road, he's punting so well, I can see him doing both jobs for the Tiger Cats in the next year or two, both the kicker and the punter. But those tackles were, we'll say touchdown savers. You never know if, if it would have been taken to the house or not. But three tackles by your punter is never what you... You want to see, but kudos to Michael Domagala for making those tackles and and preventing what could have been better field position or maybe even scores for Montreal. And they weren't like you know they weren't uh, they weren't pushing he, him out of bounds. Really, they were exactly. actually tackles. I mean, he, yeah, he, he really earned the stat in the category, <laughs> yeah, right? And, uh, absolutely, and he, he was great, and uh, you're great too, RJ. So thanks for doing this. Enjoy your weekend. Wow, uh, a weekend, yeah. a holiday attached on the end of it. I I don't know the feeling, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I would be jealous if I knew what that was. So uh, yeah. enjoy enjoy, my friends. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a bye week, but not a bye week because yeah. Tiger Cats don't play until Saturday. But yeah, I, I, always good talking with you, Louis. I'm sure. I'm sure Luke Tasker is already in Myrtle Beach. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, RJ. Enjoy your weekend. Okay, Louis. You too. My thanks to RJ Broadhead for joining me, and uh, yeah, he uh, he's gonna have a a good weekend himself. He told me that he is off to a a local brewery so uh he's getting a, a start to his weekend his long weekend in style and i i hope you do the same and hey maybe you're if in maybe if you're in uh, the niagara neck of the woods you can stop by uh, bench brewing maybe pick up a couple of cans of uh, lincoln lager including a new 2022 special edition uh, cans so nobody paid me to say that by the way so if, if bench wants to send me some beers for talking about how uh, how good their beers are i would be more than welcome 
to accept that gift. Uh, anyway, that's it for us this week. I hope you have a great long weekend, no matter what you're doing. Uh, but take us with you, the Ticats Audio Network. There's lots of great content. Uh, you can listen to last night's game again. You can listen to the post game. Uh, lots of stuff. Take us with you wherever you go on the Ticats Audio Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Again, hope you have a great weekend. We're back on Monday. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Have a great civic holiday weekend. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.